Welcome to Stop Back and Roll, a podcast about teetering on the edge of destruction as the hosts turn on each other. I'm James. And I'm Brandon. Today we're going to be talking about playtesting the space between at Benetopia and get to some of the fundamental differences in our playtesting styles. <laughs> So Metatopia is coming up. Are you stressed out? Um, I'm entering. So this is like the thing that I've I've explained to some people occasionally. Right now is actually the time where I stress out about Metatopia the most. Um, okay. From about we are about two weeks out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Until well, I guess we're less than two weeks out actually because it starts. I was gonna say more. Am I crazy? No, because it's not. This coming weekend, but it's next weekend. Oh, you're right. It's the weekend right. of the seventh, or, so it starts at the seventh. I don't need to look at or <laughs> so it's a week. Too much a attention week to that. Like, this is... a week and three days from when we record. Um, oh, I'm in easy mode. I'm just floating. I'm just so floating really on from waves of whatever. About last week up until the tw- from about the twenty first to the fourth, I'm in the middle of my highest stress. Um, really, I've just been thrown by the fact that it's the second weekend in November and not the first, and that's the only reason why I'm not more stressed out, because I haven't really been paying attention to how close it is. Okay. Um, but but that should, that you had extra time I know. this year. That doesn't, okay. It doesn't okay. work that way, though. Um, okay. My stress about Metatopia ends when I get in my car and drive to Metatopia. Okay. The actual running of everything is not... Like once we hit the point where that isn't stressful to you. Like once we hit the point where there's no there's no going back. Like I, it, the game is what it is. <laughs> I, I can't change it. Like especially yeah. now that it's like it's card based. So really, yeah. like doing dramatic changes to the game there it's is not, like not really going to happen. No, um, right? Yeah. And so like at some point, it's it is what it is. It's going to be what it is, and I'm going to run it that way. And I don't have to play it usually. So. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with what I have and I'm going to learn. And okay. I think I've made some changes. I like this year was a weird year because I have not drama- like the, from the first to the second year that I brought the game, it dramatically changed. Yes. It went from being, I remember that it went from being a, uh, a, a list, like a list choosing game to being a yeah. card based game. And that was right. a dramatic change. Um, especially because there were like, I increased the number of for the lighthouse dramatically increased because it went from, okay. I think there were maybe 15 options to being like okay. over 50. That's huge. It's a That's huge an enormous change. change. It's an enormous change. Yeah. There were fewer big changes like that. Like, I'm going to do another pass before I print them out okay. to rewrite some of the cards for balance, for tone. Um, okay. But in terms of, and, and maybe to sort of like, I, th- there was a bunch of like weird, like, there are a handful of cards that are like, that, that take the format of something happened. Okay. Work that into your story. And a handful of cards that are from the like uh, prompts that are from the original version of the game that are more like tell your spouse about an event that was like this. Okay. And I want to change them all over into the format of X happened. Work that into your story. Okay. Because I see. that's the more that's the more like recent version. 
the the prompts version is from is like the old holdover from when I when I wasn't thinking about how you would have multiple prompts and people would work them into one a story. Yeah. And okay. and that is really what has happened. And so that's the version of the game I need. Um I'm doing a lot more thinking about currency. I have it's really currency is my big conundrum in this game that is like the thing that's going to be the problem that I don't quite know how to solve yet. Okay. And so maybe we can talk about that a little bit today. Yeah. Um, I have some other things I want to get into, but that's that's like the that's the big one. That's kind of like that's the sticking point. So yeah, big broad broad strokes. Here's how currency works. Um, I want currency to. So one of the first things that uh, pieces of feedback I got from the first game was that people wanted the currency to be more present in the game because the concept okay. is as the hauler you are doing this contract and at the end you get a big payout yeah and that's why you keep going and people said that's not that wasn't very motivating to them okay and they wanted to see the they would rather a series of 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 hauls where you make money at the end of each haul okay and then and have that money be present in the game somehow and i agree i like that yeah. It actually it works because it ends up being an end game too right yeah <clears throat> because the the contract is go out and work and make x number of dollars worth of ice whatever x currency is worth of ice and so space dollars space dollars and so the the uh, whenever i figure out what the actual like end of the game will be it'll be here is a stack of the currency you need to earn in order to complete the game and like okay. release yourself from the contract. And then when you earn that, then you then you've like completed the contract portion of the of your of your like ice hauling and then you can do whatever that's like the end of the game. Okay. Um so right now the currency you get cur- like so like there's like get currency and the and the purpose of the currency is very simple. You get currency by doing the the, the halls that's like the core game mechanic it, depending on how much you get or you, what which route you do determines how much you get but there's not so much fluctuation there yeah um and then when you've earned a certain amount that will trigger the end of the game right so that's easy but what do you actually do with the currency in the game so my my current the way that it currently functions is like there are cards that describe emergencies that have happened okay. to the lighthouse on Earth. Yeah. Because the idea is that the the lighthouse works their own job and makes a living enough to support themselves. Yeah. Maybe not in abundance because they're only bringing in a one income. Um, but... And then so then when there are things like your car breaks down or the your house floods or the kind of like mundane things and then sometimes more or less mundane things. Yeah, as mundane um, as it is. Like war starts or aliens invade or whatever. Um then aliens invade can, is one of the mundane ones I imagine. Yeah. Um actually I don't think I have an alien invasion one. I should add that. Um <laughs> the so there are then there's those cards and then there are basically you have an option to spend currency to get a mitigated version of that effect. Okay. So it's like you your house is on fire but you can and and, and you lose all your possessions or you can spend a currency to say you burn down the house but 
you got all your possessions out and everyone's safe. Right, yeah. And so... Looking at that situation of, like, how having money makes an emergency way less of a big deal. Exactly. And, like, you get set up in a new house and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. that's kind of... That's where it is now. I'm not really in love with that. Okay. Um, I honestly came really close to taking it all out. Okay. Because I don't know that it really adds anything. And it just feels really... It doesn't feel right to me. And in okay. a way that I can't quite put my finger on. There's one other thing that I want... That I may use. And this is something I think I'm going to bring and test. Okay. That I may... Um, is people keep asking... So like the, this is like... This is like into my game... Like a, a view window into my game design. <laughs> I bring the minimalist game possible... Yes. And when people ask me questions about how the game works, mm-hmm. I write r- only write rules to <laughs> answer those questions. James, <laughs> and your methods of playtesting horrify me. And part <laughs> of that is just that, like, I think I have a very specific idea of what I want playtesting to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know you had plans for this to be an episode where we talked about specific things. But, oh, my God, we might end up just talking about the use of playtesting and how to do it because I'm going to die. I playtest very strangely. That description, just like a part of me just was lost forever. I I think that the big part of it is that I don't participate in the playtest. Okay. I think that is the big distinction, Um, perhaps. But anyway, so people kept asking. I disagree, and I'm going to try my very best. To stay so right let- <laughs> on topic, but I'm, I just want you to know, okay. uh, listeners, you can't see me. I'm dying right now. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon is physically. There is, there's like, I have become a skeletal wraith. <laughs> okay. Let me at least finish this thought and we'll okay, come back sorry, around to I'm this sorry. how I'm playtesting. <laughs> so anyway, people were asking me the question of how does... Like, how long do you spend on Earth? How long does the hauler spend on Earth yeah. between uh, between hauls, between trips? Right. And my a answer is an interesting pe- question. Yeah, it's a very interesting question. The gameplay doesn't really like cover that period of time. Yeah. Because I'm mostly interested in what happens while you're apart and that first conversation when you're back. When you're together. back. Yeah. <clears throat> the implication is that there's not a lot of time. Like you, you still have to keep going and working. Um, yeah. But. There wasn't. I sort of. I, I had sort of said, figure it out. Decide on your decide for yourself. Yeah. Um, decide for yourselves I'll, as the playtesters. And then and then I wrote down what the rule is. Figure out what this rule is later. <laughs> yeah. Um. So did that you do I that? Come, oh, well, I did. So okay. what I think I want to. I think what I want to do is have some time period that basically you spend a currency to spend more time together. Okay. So if you want to spend a year, if you want to spend six months together between yeah. trips, spend a currency to do that. Okay. And then if you want to spend a year, spend two currency to do that. Interesting. And to represent that, like, while you're off in space, the ice hauler is, like, living on a spaceship. All of those, those living expenses are being covered for them. Right. Which is why this is, like, a lucrative thing. But right, if you're yeah. living on Earth, you're, you're now, like, you're, you're accruing twice as many um, or potentially twice as many catastrophes and things that incur costs. And okay. You're, and you're not making money. So it's the cost of living on Earth. Yeah. Um, and That's almost interesting in terms of giving 
of giving like whoever is on earth earth cards although that means yeah. that the lighthouse cards would have to be more general which is not a good so thing that is another thing i thought of because initially initially i, I, I wasn't that personally initially i wasn't going to do it as a currency thing yeah and i was going to do it as a there are earth cards like the lighthouse cards that you draw yeah and you have to draw cards for every Mo- like every six months you stay on the planet yeah and that th- those cards would potentially have costs right yeah but otherwise they would just be events but i don't mm-hmm. know that i really want to add another deck of another cards deck of- to this yeah. game and I so i think it's just going to exactly be currency that. sounds good i think that's the um, way to go with it some kind of a currency yeah situation whether it is currency as in money or currency as in a different in-game currency yeah Really, there's just the one currency, and okay. I want something better to be used for it. Because I actually really like the idea that you might... So the way that it works now, you draw the card that has... Uh, so this is like the kind of the weird thing that, I, that I'm that i not sure I love. But okay. it's an interesting... Actually, we'll get to this a little bit later, but it's an exposing of the mechanics of the game. Because okay. you like when you're making that choice of, do am I going to spend this currency mm-hmm. to mitigate the effect you get to see what the mitigated effect is. Right, yeah, you get to know not, if I spend not, this money, it is going yeah. to affect me positively in this exact way. In this very specific way. It's not like spend this currency and flip the card over to find out what the mitigated right. effect is. Right, or even like... So you are making the choice. Or even like spend the currency and roll a die to get a couple yeah. of possible possibilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is literally just a, I get to look at this card, and see what the story of my life will be. Yeah. And if I choose to spend money, then I can make the story of my <laughs> life something different. Right. And so the, uh, having the money be something you spend to stay at home or have the ice hauler spend to stay at home, it's interesting because it's A, the only time the ice hauler gets to spend the money. Right, that's true. It's the ice hauler getting to make that decision, and because they they otherwise don't, right? Yeah, they don't. They don't spend any of the money. The only other person who spends money is the the only person who spends money is the lighthouse. Okay, and it also adds a decision making process for the lighthouse to say, if I choose to spend this currency here, and maybe save some of my material items, then I won't have currency later to spend time with my spouse between right. their halls or i can just like in the story deal with this this this, this catastrophe yeah. and instead spend time together and we'll be we'll be right. maybe materially poorer but experientially we'll spend more time together right which is good that is interesting that is an interesting choice definitely i think something that will something that i had not thought of but that i just having said it out loud now yeah. need to make as part of the rules is I think that the if, if currency is going to be the thing that allows you to stay together longer between like or determines how long you stay together between routes, mm-hmm. I think that the final decision on how much currency to spend needs to lay with the lighthouse. Okay. The way that the decision for what route to go on is supposed to be a conversation yeah. between the lighthouse and the hauler, but the hauler has final has say. final say. And so this will be the same thing. It should be a conversation, but ultimately the person who is managing the books for the family is the lighthouse. Right. Inter- okay, that's interesting. And so, and so they can say, let's stay together or 
you we can't afford you to stay on the planet. You need you to get need back to out there. Get back out there and yeah. do the job that brings us more income. Interesting. So I think that that needs to be part of the game. There's a four player version of the game or a more than two player version of the game. Yeah. That is out there somewhere. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do a play test to see if it works. I okay. think I have a solution. The, the kind of the problem is you draw these cards that describe events that have happened to you. Um, but oftentimes they are events that have happened to the planet or the spaceship. Right. And so how do you like reconcile that story? Uh, or that ha- like b- basically if I draw, if we're both, if we're both playing and we're both lighthouses and I draw the card that says, Oh, and climate change has really kind of finally hit and the, and the water level raises three feet. Yeah. Well, that's like something that you need to know for your story. Absolutely. And so I think that the way that that will work will be as simple as, cards that have world effects will just have a little icon or a little symbol world. on the card yeah. and there'll be something you just share. Yeah. And likewise with, with ship events. Yeah. Has yeah, a little yeah. ship on it. Um and so and then you'll have the little conversation between just yeah. the lighthouses and just the, the Yeah. Cuz so. then you you could even have like players go like, "Oh, we've got a world card." And then pause yeah. to discuss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and and often the way that the game works is people draw all their cards first and then build a story out of it. Okay. And so then it, that's the time where you're like sharing. Yeah. Okay. The only th- yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing I don't love about this is why I almost pulled it out of the game, the currency. The thing I don't love about the lighthouse spending time or spending the money to get the mitigated effects um, from their cards yeah. is that the lighthouse is already drawing more cards. Because they always spend at more least time. as much. They, they always spend mo- equal or more time right. than the the hauler. Yeah, and so then there's this like gameplay disparity of mm. they sit there with more cards, building a story, and then on top of that, they have to choose or not choose to spend a currency. So there's right. like a gameplay like they're not, they're gonna they're just gonna be spending more time constructing the story before they come back together. Right. So I may. I think so. I think that I like the currency enough to leave it in, but it probably right. indicates that I need to have something else for the hauler to do. I wonder if there's some kind of like adventure mechanic thing to be done with the hauler. Mm-hmm. That like that there are cards that that I don't know that you're like yeah in some way generating a number, whether that's like a random random number like whether that's a die or something else yeah that has you then going like okay this slows me down in my response like you come upon aliens uh with yeah what do you big do? laser guns and then even yeah. even if that is just like a choice um like um oh what's that game above or below uh that you're like making a decision mm-hmm. in that thing and then some kind of result comes from it yeah i need something like that Admittedly, we are two weeks from Metatopia. <laughs> yeah, no, this is not and something that, that, that I will. Is a, that is a bit it's of not a, something that I'll bring. The that that disparity of time was something that I noticed last Metatopia, mm-hmm. and one of my one of my rules for like playtesting is I try not to change the game based off of the results of one set of playtests. That's a very good thing to. So to I'll have, go back. Yeah. I'll go back this time 
Um, in theory, if I were being more aggressive with my game development, I would have more playtests than one set a year. But, right. Uh, this is just something oh, I do for fun. One set of playtests or one playtest? I would. So I go into. I go into. Uh, just to clarify a little bit, like what do you mean by a set of playtests? So for Metatopia, when I'm going in to test, I'll usually do three tests, and I have some specific things that I'm looking at to test to see mm-hmm. if they're working or not. And if I if I have not specifically, so like last time in all of those tests, I noticed that there was that time disparity. Right. So, but I'm changing other things for this time around. And so I'm not like it was just the just in those three tests that I did that I noticed that that was becoming an issue because it was the first time I'd introduced the currency mechanic. Right. And it was three out of three tests, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I probably would. I don't know. I group them all in one as one set of play tests if I were doing more tests. And was it one table at a time? Uh, No. So it's two sets. Okay. So it's six games. Yeah. It was six games. Six games is plenty of time to to see that there's an issue if every if it's coming up in every single game. Yeah, that's one like of the one of the playtest one of the playtest groups I had to play. Okay, so I got to play the game, but I didn't get to like experience what the other group was doing. Yeah, and so I'm, I I don't remember quite so much if it came up in that, but in the other groups, yeah. Okay, um, it's definitely something I need to address, but it's yeah. something that. It's not a pressing issue. It doesn't break the game. Okay, it doesn't break and the game. And so right. I'm I'm going to let it ride this Metatopia and address it next like then after I come back to the rules after this set of playtests. Uh, okay. It'll be something that I like it'll especially going into this session, it'll be something that I know I need to address. Right. So I can kind of think and often like this is part of the I think this is part of what horrifies you is that I I just crowdsource <laughs> a lot of my my game my playtesting. Yeah. Because what I'll do is I'll say things like so you spent less time like you spent like the lighthouse had to spend more time. What would be an interesting thing for you? Oh my god. <laughs> to do as like like uh, you just you just played the game, you just inhabited that character. What yeah. would be something that you would what what kind of a story would you like to tell? James, what you and I have like fundamentally like you and I agree on many things and disagree yeah. on many things. I don't think we've hit a fundamental disagreement <laughs> in process yeah. as hard as this one. So what is your problem with my process? Oh, my God. Just everything. Just every. OK. But can I'm, you tell the podcast listeners? Yes, I'm rallying what is myself. OK. So, first off, like, almost every single statement you've said about your playtesting process horrifies me. Uh, I think I fundamentally come at playtesting with a theory of mind that playtesting is a skill, and the majority of people who playtest games don't actually know how to playtest games. Okay. They know how to play games. They might be phenomenal players, because playing is also a skill. Like, I know that that can be a little... A little like sketchy to say in the hobby, but people. No, but I agree. Yeah, people grow as players. People improve as players. People have skill as players, and that's something that we should honor and respect. But it isn't. It's fundamentally different from playtesting. Mm-hmm. Like when you are playtesting a game, the whether you had fun or not is not a good indicator of yeah. whether you did a good job playtesting. And whether everyone else at the table had fun or not is not a good indicator of whether you playtested well, right? Yeah. So in my mind, the number one thing that you're getting from doing playtests 
is you are watching what the players are doing mm-hmm. and you are seeing how they interact with the mechanics and rather than their opinions your opinions are forming so yeah. like the fact that you watch it instead of playing is completely fine that's totally yeah. good um but like the feedback section after a play set after a play test like 70 percent of it is garbage at least yeah like i'm being well, really <laughs> generous by saying 70 percent is garbage so, because like a 60 to 70 percent of it is going to be like just general feel yeah where people are going to potentially feel awkward to say hey this didn't work yeah and like in my mind you have a vision of what you want your game to be Mm-hmm. And so asking people like, what would you want to be doing? What, how would this mechanic work? You're asking a bunch of people that don't have any expertise mm-hmm. while you are the expert in the room because you are the expert of your own game, right? Yes. But let me, can I explain myself? Maybe yes, perhaps? absolutely. Absolutely. So, this is going to become a debate episode and I'm very happy with it because we haven't had um, one of those for a little while. So I agree with you. And that's why I often don't even go back to my notes. Like, yeah. I literally haven't looked at my notes from Last Minutopia. Okay. I just, I spent, so because I, because I, I, so I am uniquely positioned because I'm not playing in the game generally. Right. So all I'm doing is listening. And what I do mm-hmm. is I come in with a set of rules and I come in with a set of things that I know I'm focusing on. Like last year, I was bringing in the currency for the first time and I was bringing the card-based aspect of it. Yeah. And, and I had a couple other things. But I was looking to see if those worked. And so I, when people play the game, I get to listen to what they say. And yeah. I write down, I try, so that I actually care a lot more about what people say while they're playing the game than they do yes. after the fact. Completely agreed. Um, because I, I'm, and, and so this is where like I'm listening to the questions they're asking each other, the questions they're directing at me, the mm-hmm. jokes they're making, the comments they're making, the things that they are just genuinely enjoying more yeah. than others. Um, especially like if, if people like really have like a moment where they laugh or they have an emotionally heightened scene, I'll like find out from them what the card was that prompted that to note, make a note that that was a good card. And interesting. And so when I'm, when I'm asking, like if I, when I say I'm going to go in and say, and ask people like, what would they want to do? Yeah. As the, as the, as the hauler while the lighthouse is thinking i'm not asking them to give me a mechanic like okay. and if they do okay. i'm not gonna like i'm not literally <laughs> going to, to use that yeah. that mechanic i'm looking for things like like the the the, the currency is a good example yeah because what i said was I, I asked people how they felt about the game and how they felt about stuff like i think that was literally yeah. came out of the first play test and they said they want and everyone that first round that first uh, literally every group that first set of play tests said they wanted the currency that you were earning to be more present they wanted yeah. a way to like you had you have children, you have a house, you have a mortgage, you have rent, you have all of these things that cost money, and they wanted some money exchange to be involved in some way. They did okay. not say, "I want to have mitigating." I wanted to have like lesser effects no, yeah. on cards. That was the I brought in a current. I I thought about what they said, and then I found a way to mechanize that in a way that felt true to the game that I want in my head. Okay, and so awesome. what I'm what I'm looking for more is. I have not just played the game. This player has just played the game. They've just spent maybe a half hour to an hour in the mindset of a character, you know, roughly in this world that I've created for them. What do they think is the right story 
to be coming out of that section where they have downtime. And then okay. how can I how can I mechanize that? And if they want okay. more if they want like if I have often thought about a version of this game that had like a ship mechanic, like a ship mm-hmm. building mechanic where maybe you spend time like ma- choosing some upgrades for your ship or something like that. Right. To make the ship feel more present. As Which a could character. also give some mitigating factor sort of situations. Like if you um, have X yeah. thing. Yeah. But I'm not sure that's right. Um, I've heard, I've thought about the idea, like you, we just talked about the idea of having almost like an adventure system. Yeah. Um, like a mini dice rolling adventure uh, that you just do by yourself on a pulled off of a card or some yeah. kind of a thing where like a mini game where you that determines how much ice you bring back mm-hmm. um and but i'm not quite sure yet what's the right type of thing to spend time on to there spend that, yeah and so I'll, I'll get feedback from people and then see what they think and if i agree with them <laughs> then uh, it helps it helps like basically it's not about what they say it's about triggering getting them to talk to trigger things in my mind Okay. To help develop the game design. Right. So if they're saying, like, I want I want uh, ice hauling to be more exciting. Yeah. Then you're like, okay, look at adventure. If they're saying, I want more space for introspection, then give some space yeah. for that. And often it's, okay. not even, it's not even that literal. Because I'm, I'm trying to think about what they mean when they say those things. Okay. Like, do they really want... Do they really want ice hauling to be more interesting or do mm-hmm. what they mean is they want to have more relationships with people on the ship like do i need them to spend that time creating a new character right to be on the ship like what is it what is it like based off of especially this is where this is the where the only time i really listen to what people have said after is where like what did they say during like how is because i know what they were playing i i get some of their thought process as they're playing the game mm-hmm. like how what is that? How does that relate to the things they're saying after the fact? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying don't ever take any advice ever. Yeah. Um, it can be good, especially if like you're getting the same, the same advice. Yeah. Uh, but just like, like you are the expert in your game. Yeah. And like, there are like, especially people that don't have a lot of experience playtesting or people who have too much experience playtesting. Yeah. There's just like such a possibility of swing of like them having their own game that they're writing, Mm -hmm. you know, or them trying to make your game another game that already exists. Yeah. And I've definitely, I've I've gotten that. Yeah. I've gotten that. Um, One of the things that I'm going to do for the first time this year is actually, I think I'm going to run my high test as a more directed experience nice. play test. Yes. Because, so what I want to do is, I want to test, because again, I want to crack this nut of the four-player game. Because I okay. think opening the game up to being a multiplayer, like a more than two-player game, is something that I want. It's a different experience, okay. and I like the two-player experience, but there's so much interesting other story that the, that I think the game system can do I want to have it as an option. Okay. And so the f- the first time I tried that at the first playtest last year, it didn't work. And there were yeah. a lot of there were a lot of like just even simple like logistical problems of like if you have two people sitting around a round table, then the two people who are playing with each other sit closer to each other. But then if they're switching, do they they have to physically get up and move? <laughs> Oh, I see. And sit next to each other. And that's like kind of awkward. And so just something as simple as uh 
managing that is just is not nothing. And so I think what I want to do is go in, explain to the game, explain them the game, explain yeah. that I want to get to the four player version, but I want them to run like ha- maybe like a little bit of the the two player version first, just to experience what that game is like. Okay. And so then, because usually what I do is when I'm running this game, because again, I'm, I don't have an end game for it yet. Yeah. Which is okay. Um, You've got two hours during one of these play tests. And honestly, a lot of what I'm doing is like seeing how long people go before they, because often what I say is go for as long as feels right to you. Okay. And when you feel like you've hit a natural end to your story, stop and then tell me how long you went. Okay. Because that's me play testing and finding out how long the game should be. Yeah. And, and then unless there are some, times where the characters can die that's a whole different thing but right yeah um, so and so usually i sit down and i say here's the how you play the game go play and then they go and then once the game is it takes like about an hour um it takes about it takes about a half an hour usually to explain the game probably less because i have some of it more of it written down this year but about a half an yeah. hour to explain the game an hour to play the game and then i do another half hour or so of of like conversation about the game after the fact right and so I think this time I'm going to push through to explain the game and then let them play and then stop them and say, okay, now let's stop and back up, start over. But I want to do this as a four player version of the game. Cool. Yeah. Um, and now that you've had a little taste of it. That's, I think that's phenomenal. I think the way, yeah. like, because in addition to like play testing as a player being a skill, like running a play test also is mm-hmm. a skill. And part of it is like one of the biggest things that people are frequently nervous to do is requesting a specific playtest. Yeah. Like saying, this is what I'm looking for. Like a lot of people will, this is a mistake I've made over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I know that the character creation of Pasión de Pasiones works. I know it's exciting. I know it's fun. I know it takes a long time. Yeah. Uh, and I'm happy with it. And I have done it at every single playtest. Because it feels like I have to. And that's a mistake. Yeah. Because uh, I don't have to. So like, yeah. it's okay to jump ahead to the parts of the playtest that mm. you are trying to get information about. Because it isn't it isn't running a game for fun for friends. Yeah. It's playtesting. There's an argument I think that could be made that specifically for character for character creation, you want the characters to be, you want the players to be connected to those characters a little bit. And so creating them helps them play the rest of the game but i'm not sure that that like that outweighs i don't know that you do need them to be connected to it because you're not trying to create a fun experience of play yeah right like like if you were trying to get them to play the game and enjoy playing the game Mm -hmm. then yes like having more buy into your character is a phenomenal thing if you're trying to see like how does the punching system work yeah then you don't care about that. And like, this might sound rude, but like, do you really, your first priority as someone playtesting a game, like running a game as a playtest that you have mm-hmm. designed is not for people to have fun. Yeah. It's for yeah. you to improve your game. Yeah. And so if emotional connection will make them be able to test that section better, then it's worthwhile to take the time on it. Yeah. If it won't, then it isn't. And like that's part of part of the skill of being a playtester is being able to like accept, oh, I'm sitting down at this table for X thing. And like ideally you would be advertising that in the same way. Like 
you'd be saying, hey, we're not doing character creation. We're doing, we're testing this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I just, I don't know why I remember this. Can I tell no, yeah. you the wildest playtesting story? Absolutely. One of the, I think it was the second year I went to Metatopia, I sat down to playtest a card game that was like okay. a Magic the Gathering style. Like you had a deck and the, your opponent had a deck and you would build an army and you'd fight each other. And it was just me and one other guy because it was a two-player game. And so this guy, start, we start playing. We actually, the game was fast enough that he, we, we played multiple games. But about, and the guy was beating me a lot because I'm not, I'm not good at these games. Yeah. And at one point, we, he, we stopped and did a round of like feedback after that, after that session. And this yeah. other guy who I was playing with turned to the game, to, <laughs> game designer and he was like, here is a problem with your game. During that last game, and actually during all of these games that we've played so far, I have not made a single decision I have just played the game, like the card that was on the top of my hand, <laughs> and 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 like I, James, had been sitting reading the cards and trying to make intelligent decisions. Yeah, he was like, "And here is a problem with your game. He's making decisions. I'm not. I'm still winning." Yeah, yeah. That so, is that is simultaneously a major issue yeah. for the game, and like such such bad playtesting. Like, yes, that's useful playtesting if you let the person know ahead of time. If you do yeah. it after the fact, you're like, you're cheating them out of a real playtest. Like, well, but that's valuable to, information. But like, yeah. that isn't what they were looking for necessarily. It was an interesting, Maybe it was, it was an interesting, it, yeah, I, it was an interesting experience. I still don't know if I think it was, if I think it was good playtesting or not, because I think it was very good information. And yeah. I think that it would have changed the way that I played if yeah. I thought he was making decisions Right. Or if I, if I knew he wasn't making decisions, it might change I the way might that you not play. have might it would have changed the way I played. And so he did collect interesting information. Yeah. It was I don't and he didn't present it in a like here's how you change the game to make it work better. Yeah. It was just like a here's a thing I noticed. But it was also very yeah. distinctly a the person went in to playtest something. The guy was a person who was there to playtest card games like yeah. that's his thing that he likes um and it was he wasn't sitting down to have fun he was sitting down to like see if this game breaks if i just don't make any choices yeah but like sitting down to see if the game breaks unless the person running the game has said that's i want fair. you to try to break my game you shouldn't do that yeah like all right that's you fair. should aim like it's and part of it is just like having a conversation ahead of time oh my gosh yeah. oh, no, oh no james we're getting back into the territory of have a conversation ahead of time of what your game's purpose is yeah oh and i always go in gonna, and, and look when i run my game tombstones when i go in and run my game i always tell people like what i'm interested what i think is more solid than others because often like again because the way the way that this nonsense way that i'm uh designing and playtesting this game i one of the first things i have to do when i like sit down with people to start explaining to them rules is just be like look this game is not done it's playable mm -hmm. but yeah. there are just going to be chunks where the rules don't exist yeah and i need you to be ready to just make an executive call on the spot to try to keep playing the parts of the game that do exist yeah and if you don't feel comfortable ask me and i will make an executive decision about how this like how this yeah. works um and then if you do make a decision, let me know what decision you made so that I can like record how someone did it one time. Yeah. But like like it wouldn't be useful for you if someone came and sat at your table yeah. and was like, I'm gonna break the game 
by not caring about my my home situation at all. And like, I'm yeah. going to specifically make the decision as the lighthouse that it doesn't matter to me if I've lost everything and I'm not even going to role play or care about that. I have decided going into this game that I am going to to care not for earthly possessions and <laughs> I can suffer and burn and nothing else matters. Like, I mean, that is yeah, breaking the game. That's true. I played once. I ran one play test where... A couple guys. I'm sorry, sat I'm down. lit up, James. I'm lit no, up. No, no, it's good. I played one. One of the playtests that I ran involved two guys who were a little bit younger. It was clearly one of their first Metatopias. They were not good at playtesting, and they played it very comedically. Yeah. The game, my like my game is like I try to hit melancholy is the emotion yeah. that I'm hit, trying to aim for. But there are definitely moments of like dark, like there's moments of laughter in yeah. the game. The game is funny. Like there are things that happen that are funny. They're funny about how bad they are often, but they're just like mm -hmm. interesting, funny things because my brain is a weird warped place. <laughs> um, but these people were coming down and making like comedy choices. Yeah. I did not stop them. I did learn something from them, which is that the game doesn't work that way. Yeah, or, absolutely. Or, or really, that the game does work, but you're not going to enjoy it as much. I, I think fundamentally, like, if you try to break, there is no unbreakable game. Every game yeah. is breakable. If you try to break a game and you don't break it, it's not that the game is so good that you couldn't break it. It's that you're bad at breaking that game. Yeah. And that, like... Like, if you came back with some more knowledge of the game, some more system mastery, you'd <laughs> succeed fair, yeah. in breaking it next time. You know, like, and so that isn't useful for, that isn't useful as a playtester at all. Yeah. I'd rather have an empty seat at my table. Yeah. Like, because, like, even, like, that yeah. guy who was saying, like, I played the game without making any decisions. If he'd played the game regularly and made decisions and playtested the game and then said, my gut tells me that you could just choose a card at random and it would work just as well. Yeah. The game designer could have gone home and played that. Yeah. Because they wouldn't even need a second person. Because yeah. it's a two-person game. An interesting, an interesting I hope thing that's to a, do. that the person who did that isn't like a listener because I'm like dragging them hard and um, I don't intend to do that. <laughs> the... Yeah, I think that I think that I think the key there is just the openness. Because actually I think would have been very interesting if I were a person playtesting a card game like that, is if the people playing said, Hey, do you want us to just run through this really quickly where we make no decisions and see what the cards give us? Yeah. And like see what the game looks like. Does it all fall apart? Like like what happens if we do that? Yeah. Like that is something that you could definitely do by yourself, but having yeah. other people like go like like operate it basically to move through it quickly would be interesting. Maybe. But, like, but like maybe. if someone said that to me, I'd be like, no, that's not a useful. That's not a good use of my time. But, that, but, but that's the but that's the point is it's all about yeah, what let having that. The, the person know. Yeah. Another interesting thing that I do do is I even though I say that the game doesn't have all the rules, you know, you will like it has mo most of the rules you need to know. But I, yeah. I haven't written every little thing. I won't. I try to um, I try to avoid pointing out which rules aren't there. Okay. Because I want them to make assumptions, because yeah, I'm interested what in what assumptions, assumptions they make. Absolutely. Um, because and and because I have actually codified some of those th assumptions as rules. Like yeah. the the lighthouse gets to decide where the first meet, like where their meetings are. Yeah. Like the the, play, the lighthouse sets those scenes. Why does that happen? Because I didn't say where those scenes happened <laughs> at all. And in that first couple rounds of playtesting, 
everybody assumed that the lighthouse got to set the scene. That's cool. That's a good and thing so to I was pull like, from that. That actually, that, I mean, that, that works for my balance. That makes sense. And it was the natural thing for everyone to do. And I don't really yeah. care that much. I want to go with what is the natural thing Absolutely. to move the game along. I, I have this theory. Okay. I have this theory on like the ideal way to do playtests. And I'm going to, to hit you with it if okay. you don't mind. Do it. Uh, I think it makes sense when you're first playtesting something for you to run it because you know all the rules. Mm-hmm. And all of the blanks that are going to exist, like when you're first starting, that's when the most blanks are in your game. Yeah. So it's where you're most often needing to just make decisions. Because when the players, if someone else is running it and they're just making decisions, then they're not running your game. They're running their game that uses some of your rules, right? They're, they're already hacking your game. Mm-hmm. Once you have it at a point that you think someone else can run it, you have someone else run it by the instructions that exist and you watch it. Yeah. And you see what doesn't, what's different. So like, and like in that case, you might be saying, oh, this is different. I like how they're doing it better. Or you might be saying, hey, this is different. I need to word it in a way that they get what I mean by it. Yeah. I've gotten to skip that first chunk. Because yeah, there's no because, one who, there's no run, person running the game. Yeah. I'm just facilitating. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think with the two player game, it is, it is a little different with that. Um, But like, you know, like you are facilitating it, right? Yeah. Like. If you could then step back and say, I'm not here as a resource and see if people are able to understand your rules, the way they're written or the way you've presented them, then that's good. Uh, But that's like at like almost like a dev editing level where you're going, does this come through in a way that makes sense? That is where I hope I will be next year, where I will show up with a packet and say, here are the rules, read these rules and try to play the game. Yeah. And then I think from there... It doesn't make, like, from there, the playtesting can be done, is best done by people that are experts in the game. Yeah. Like, once you are relatively confident that people are going to run the game the same way, you can start playing the game with the same group over and over again. Yeah. To start, like, really nailing down these are the fine points that work or don't work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um, There was one other thing I wanted to say. And I will remember it in one second. Sure. Um, I wanted to eat, 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 eat apples um, and bananas. Apples and bananas. No. Um. Yeah. I don't have. I don't have a game right now, or I don't have a game rule book. Um. I actually expect that I will only need to do the. I only the game is short enough that I don't really want to waste time doing the here's the rule book read it and do it yourself. Yeah, um, that's maybe fair. more than like one p- couple play tests. Like once yeah. I'm pretty re- like convinced that the rules are there. People really people get the rules with me stumbling through it at a yeah. convention. You'll be able to read it and understand it pretty easily. I mean, another thing you can also do pretty easily with the internet is go like, hey, uh, yeah. who wants to play this? I'm sending you a PDF. You two play it. And record yourselves playing it so I can hear what happened. Yeah. Something else that became... Uh, I'm just trying to think of other examples. This is what God, I was going to say. I, I um, seem so down on playtesting. No, it's it's just... <laughs> it's a very interestingly different experience. And, yeah. I, and I think you and I are on the same page that people expect it to be a run the game and see how the game runs. And that's not yeah. what it is. Like, you're trying... You have yeah. to go in with a specific thing and... And... Um, and and be looking for that thing. 
I just get this weird benefit of the fact that I don't have to run the game. So all <laughs> I'm doing is sitting and listening to how people play. Right. Another great um, example of something that ha- is now a me- is now going to be a mechanic for the game because it was something that people just did was, and this is an interesting like form conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, when I initially played the, when I initially wrote the game, there was one deck of cards and that one deck of cards was just for the ice hauler. And yeah. the back of the cards were the roots. Yes. And so you would draw out three roots and choose from one of those three. And that was how okay. you selected which one. And then you flipped it over and there's where you're, and the, and there, and your, your prompts were there. Okay. Once I changed the game to be from that to now you get one like bounty board, you get one piece of paper that is, that is presents all the roots to you with all of their information. Yeah. Kind of bounty board style. A thing that changed is it started being a conversation about which route to go on more than it was the first time. Okay. Like there were conversations that were had, but it became. It, people physically moved closer to each other. They looked at the piece of paper together and they made decisions. Yeah. And what happened with that shift was it stopped being like when, when and they, they were having, they were having some like game, like meta game conversations about what to play, like which route to go on next. Right. When I presented it as a bounty board, people started yeah. doing scenes around it. Um, which is great. That's exactly what you probably what I want. want to have. And right? so now I'm going to encourage people to act out a scene where they decide what they're going to do, which route they're going to go on. That, that totally makes sense. And it was an Um, interesting thing from just like changing the physicality of the game and the way I was presenting the rules. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's really interesting. I wouldn't have thought of that, but you're right that that is something that you're pulling out a new piece of information that is really useful yeah. to see in action. And that that is also something that like if you are doing like the observing playtests, you're also getting, right? Yeah. Because like you're seeing what someone has done with it. Yeah. And I, I think it's also worth just saying like your goals for playtesting are also really informed by your goals for the game. Yeah. Like there are some games that don't require any playtesting at all. And like that doesn't make them in any way like less valuable or less good or anything like that right yeah um it's just like as long as you're hitting the experience of the game that's that's good sometimes like i'll see some like some very sort of like beer and pretzels silly time games that have been like really extensively playtest with like dozens of playtesters that clearly like spent huge amounts of time on it Mm mm-hmm and like if it's a fun silly like if it's a fun just like a fun silly premise it doesn't need necessarily to be like ironclad balanced yeah and like games that are about balance require a lot of playtesting games that are about a specific emotional experience require a lot of playtesting and ones that don't like don't waste your time making sure that you're you know, game where you draw a <laughs> random giant rubber kaiju that fights another random giant rubber kaiju in a five-minute card game match. Yeah. That doesn't need to be balanced. Like right. Munchkin. Munchkin is not a really well-balanced game, but it doesn't yeah. need to be. It doesn't well, need to be. But you know what? It's I bet it's been extensively playtested. Yeah. I bet that a new edition of Munchkin is coming out, 
like anytime one of those is coming out, it's like, oh, dozens of playtesters. Yeah. Uh, Munchkin is also a god awful game. Yeah. It's a garbage thing. trash game um, and no amount of playtesting could save it. <laughs> an interesting and it, so an interesting thing about the way that I've been playtesting to explain um some of them to continue explaining myself um is i'm sorry you probably didn't expect me to just like come at you for like an hour and i'm no, really it's sorry fine. for that james it's fine. it wasn't it's good. It's good. Either. um so after the first time i play tested the game it was a different version of the game very physically different like there was only one set of cards there was a um a set of pr- a smaller set of prompts for the lighthouse to choose from but i basically got the idea that my prompts were good yeah when I ran the second set of playtests, um, that was the first time it was two card game. It was like it was everyone had a, their own deck of cards. And when that set of playtests worked, that's when I knew the game was basically done. Okay. Like, like that is the game. The mechanic yeah. of draw the cards to build a story to have a conversation. That's the, the core, core of the game. Everything yes. I'm playtesting now is that's that's the game yeah i want as little else in terms of framework for the game mm-hmm. as possible because i want you to spend all of your time doing that and so that's yeah. why a lot of times my my playtesting like it sounds really weird because a lot of what i'm doing is like i'm going to give you the core mechanic and nothing else <laughs> and if you can if like like i have almost only one person has ever asked me do i have to because i have had no character creation for yeah. now and so i'm going to come in with some light character creation this time around cool but i've had no character creation and only one person ever said do i have to play a human yeah yeah and and um it was but everyone else has either assumed yes or just done it yeah and that's what i want like so that, what that's telling me is i don't need to tell you that like, right you're just pl- like from everything else you're getting from the game you are just either going to make the decision or not and it didn't right. change, it didn't dramatically, it maybe dramatically changed their story, but it didn't break the game. And so no, as long as it's not breaking the game by you making a decision that I didn't expect, then that's fine. I don't need to, to mechanize it. I don't need to write a rule around it. And I would rather not because I'm looking for the, the least amount of framework around this as possible because I want you to tell your own story. Right. And so I'm kind of like, I'm, instead of like laying down a bunch of rules... And then working my way back and like pulling things out. I'm just kind of like not putting rules there and only <laughs> building them up where I like, where do I see people struggling and not playing the game and not yeah, getting back yeah. to that core mechanic where like when, when a bunch of people are like really focused on where does this, this, the conversation where we are deciding what route to go on, like where does that happen? Where does, or where does the conversation between the two people uh, when they're coming back for the first time, we're really hung up on like where it happens. So now I'm just mm-hmm. going to write a rule that tells you how to decide where it happens. And now you're not thinking about that anymore. You're just making the decision and going. You're just making the decision and moving on. Yeah. Okay. I can and see so, that. So uh, it's it's a weird, interesting. I just knew I wanted this to be a very minimalist game. Yeah. Um. And 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 so that's what I'm playtesting really. Cool. Yeah. And as long as it's working for you, that's great. Yeah. Right. Is. Like. Yeah. I guess this time going in, I said I was playtesting a bunch of things. I'm going to playtest character creation. Cool. I kind of almost don't think you need character creation. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do some. I don't know what it's going to look like. We talked about it in another episode. I have a couple lists of questions. Uh, I'm going to, I don't know. I want to get it down to like two or three questions per person. Okay. 
I wonder if you could even do like a split test on that one that yeah. you go like, hey, first we're going to just play the game and then we're going to come back and play the game and here's a character creation and then look yeah. to see if you think the character creation added something. I can also A-B test it and with different groups. Yeah. Like for the first, so I have, I think I have my high test first and then I have two and then I have one regular test that later that day and mm-hmm. then another regular test the next day. So yeah. I'll probably with one of the regular tests give them the character creation and then based on whether or not it went well or not, either give or not give the second group. Okay. I probably won't worry about it with the high test. Um, okay. Because with the high test I'm looking for, do the mechanics of the four player game work? Yeah. And what other mechanics do we need to make this function? Because okay. Because that might need more stuff. And that's something that game developers and designers will be able to help me more thinking about the mechanics of how do I make this work. What, yeah. What questions you answer to just define your character is not really a thing that I'm going to like bother a bunch of game developers trying to spend their brain time on. I would rather yeah. get other stuff out of them. Yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Because like you want to use your time the most effective way as possible. And so like, even as you present the game, you can present it differently for those different yeah. tests. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely do. So... Uh, yeah, I don't know. So how are I you feeling? Did I make you feel like way more anxious? I feel like I, I feel like I was completely unhelpful. <laughs> no, no, I think it, in terms I think it was of your helpful. process. Um, I continue to be largely in a state of denial. Um, the <laughs> game is not as done as it should be. Okay. Um, I need to finish the card. I need to do another pass on the cards. Okay. Because that's the thing that I have to go print. And that's yeah. what will yeah. take time. Um, I spent a lot of time last year putting them in card protectors and honestly i don't think it helped so okay. i'm gonna go back to cardstock this year cool um, cardstock is great yeah we'll see it just takes more time to print oh um, that's true i started spending time thinking about logos and art design and that was a bad choice i shouldn't have done that it mm. doesn't matter yet yeah um but no i i feel good I mean, Good. as it is right now, I can take the game and it's playable. I haven't okay. really like like if if I don't get b- getting if I don't get back to doing a pass through the cards, I have made <laughs> changes to the other parts of the game that are worth playtesting. Okay. Good. That is that's the important thing right there. More than whether it's playable or not is whether yeah. it's the because fr- I've, I've I've built up some more of the framework <laughs> around awesome. the cards, and I'm pretty sure the cards work. I think that yeah. they're balanced emotionally a little bit more dark and sad than I would like. Okay. Um, but that can be a, a a a slower. I'm not really super worried about that. That's just a tweaking of the prompts. Yeah, absolutely. So it cool. is what it is. Yeah. Hey, that's great. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll be able to actually play in one this year. Yeah. Because yeah. this year this year I'm going in without I without think a game. Should. I think you should play. I and like I know we've had the conversation of we'll just play test it another time, but we haven't done that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It has yeah. a, like again, and I keep talking to Jeff about trying to play it on Party of, Party One, of One, and I definitely want to do that. Um, yeah, it's not there yet. I want it to be better. Okay. I want it to be better for Jeff. I want to be up to <laughs> Jeff's standards. I don't want to. Uh, I want to show him an unfinished game. I I feel like you can show Jeff an unfinished game, but if it isn't working, he'll destroy you online. Yes, that's and you'll true. never be able to show your face yeah. in any online forums again. And like you know. I'll quit the podcast. Yeah. And and you know, just everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah, just yeah. all fall apart. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's I'm what joking. makes me more nervous. I'm way no. more nervous about bringing the game on Party of One than I am to bring it to Metatopia. <laughs> that is a true fact. 
but you, you shouldn't be because like I will also just say that is all a joke. Jeff is one of the sweetest, most wonderful people in the entire industry, yes. and uh, he he would like even if the game didn't work. I'm sure that the two of you could make it work for good audio because the two of you are good players, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I also have so little interest in playing this game. <laughs> um, that's just like yes. a that's just a. Uh, a small thing. Uh, I love the game. I love the story. I, James, have nothing to bring to it. I wrote the game, like so. I, I it's, it's not even that I. It's not even that if someone else played this game, or some, yeah. sorry, if someone else wrote this game, I would yeah. play it more. Okay, but because I wrote it, like I know, I know all the answers. You know all the cards, and and <laughs> I also, know all the answers. I know all the answers. Um, but also, I just I don't know that I have anything to bring. To, the, to a gameplay legit though that was actually something that was occurring to me with Radcrawl as i was goofing around with it the other day is that like when the game comes out i'm gonna know what all of the cards have as their advancements yeah and so like the first time i it's so, like the first time someone draws a card that they've never seen they'll be able to go like oh this is cool this is like a like a grappling hook thing and i'll go oh card number 36 the grappling hook mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I, well, I get that as well. So, did you, did you know there's a thing that if you cook your own food, and I I, I love cooking, so like, mm-hmm. don't look at this as a knock against cooking, but like, if you cook your own food, you reach a level of satiation with the flavor faster than if you didn't. Huh. So like, that's part of the reason that it's so nice when someone cooks for you instead of you cooking for yourself, is because you haven't received satiation just by being present with the food, right? So. That's so weird. It's it's a bizarre situation that like basically you have tasted the food by smelling it because taste and smell are essentially the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And so like you can't enjoy something as much. Like if <laughs> the t- the same exact meal prepared by you or by someone else will taste uh, better so prepared weird. by someone else. Um, yeah. Cooking with love. I also just yeah I played the game once last year because someone didn't show up to a playtest. Yeah. I think I played with Alice actually. Oh, nice. Um, and it was fun. Like I, 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 there's a. See, here's the one. Like, <laughs> this is the one little thing that that worries me more than anything else about the game. Yeah, it is a game at its core about long distance relationships. Okay, with between people who are in a very serious, loving, perhaps married relationship. Okay, I am not married. I have never lived a long-distance relationship. My relationships have been very short. I haven't dated anyone in 10 years. Oh, James. I don't know that fundamentally I have anything to say that's interesting about relationships. I have built a game where that lets people say their own interesting things about relationships because I have built no assumptions about relationships into the game. Yeah. I've just built other things. And then they have to do that. And that's and why that's I a- don't want to play the game because I don't have any life experience that lets me inhabit a character like that. Okay, but like, hold up. <laughs> I I do not have an evil twin. Mm, uh, don't you? I do not have, like, I, I don't twist people around my my fingers through manipulative, like, political means. Like, let's that doesn't not, mean I don't have anything I can't Brandon. say. What? So let's not lie to our listeners. Um, no, I'm going to continue to manipulate our listeners. Okay. Um, 
No, but like just because you haven't had an experience, yeah, doesn't oh, mean you That's can't like add something game. interesting to it, right? Yeah. Um, and like you have been friends with people that have been in long distance That's relationships. True, yes. You have had long distance friendships with people. Like it I'm is bad. there. Yeah. There is a specific kind of pain that, like, as a society, the United States doesn't talk about. That is the like long-distance friendship and that's like that's legit that's really real like even even like when you and i are very busy like there is pain of not seeing my good friend james yeah and like that's compounded so much more when you actually do have like a lot of distance or like when you really don't see each other for a long time yeah and you can absolutely speak to that that's true that's that's fair so ha i'm not sure universal human experience yeah it's an interesting game because like if there were like there are other games that are similar to this and I think what it's less that I don't have that relationship experience and more that this is just actually like not the kind of game that I would choose to play. Oh, that's fair. It's very strange that this is a game that I've, that I've chosen to write. Like (laughs) there's the 183 days is another game that's about a relationship and it's a little bit melancholic Mm -hmm. and it has like a lot of the same things and people keep saying like james you should read and play this game and like i have read it but i have no interest in playing it because like two-player relationship games are not the thing that i (laughs) enjoy playing and so it's so weirdly mind-blowing to me that i like that this of all of the like crap that we have thrown out as game ideas this was the, the one that i that i hung on to and decided bomb. to game do you remember when this game like i was actually thinking in the er, earlier in this episode do you remember when this game was involved like a hot glass of tea or coffee yes and literal ice cubes literal we ice so cubes. far from that and that this was of all of the games the game that i decided to continue developing not the speed racer game not <laughs> any of the other games <laughs> this one so it's very interesting to me i don't know why but here we are well but you're gonna get it finished get it out yeah in whatever form you decide to get it out Mm -hmm. and then you can then if you are like i want to do something closer to my experience yeah then you can do that yeah i'll have to like my next game was going to have to be a game that i have to run which will be an interesting experience okay play testing yeah like one thing uh one thing that i've been doing like as i am finishing but not finishing one thing i'm doing as i'm like moving towards a more finished pasión de los pasiones is just going like okay what is my next game going to be and how much of myself am i putting into it versus how much of writing a game that i want to play am i putting into it yeah uh because like i i don't want to i don't want to be the game designer that is like oh he writes those latinx games yeah because i want to be able to be a latinx game designer whose experience is latinx and who also can write any kind of game yeah because you're not i don't want to just make a little box passion 2 no it's not going to be passion 2 it's probably not going to be luchadoraton it's going to be something that like that is important to me but isn't like but that that makes it so that i because what i don't want to happen i what i could like foresee a future for myself where I'm only invited onto diversity panels. Yeah. And, and I don't great. want to only be invited onto diversity panels. And like, I hate doing panels anyway, Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, okay. Like, that reminds me. <laughs> did you sign me up for a panel? No, oh but I am God, on a panel. I was going to be furious with you. James. No, 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 but I am on a panel. Um, okay. And so, because yeah. this will be the last episode that comes out before Metatopia. If you were coming to oh, Metatopia, yeah, 
come listen to me and uh, Senda and Phil and Rach on a podcast panel about how to approach podcasters for advertising your game. Um, That's awesome. I was I was placed onto it unknowingly. No one told me. It was that very sounds like a really good panel, though. It's a good, yeah. I'm no, and it fits into exactly the category of I told Avi uh, I will be on any panel you want me to be on. <laughs> Put mm-hmm. me on any panel. I was just expecting them to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that also sounds like a really appropriately on-brand panel. It is, yeah. Right? No, I was. They um, were like, they were like, you're in this panel, and I was like, I am. And then they told me the name of the panel. I was like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. That sounds, that sounds right. <laughs> um, yes, um, I'll be on that panel. Yeah. Um, and I also do just want to say, like, for the record, uh, people can and should write exactly the games they want to write. Oh yeah. Like the fact that I'm going, I don't want to just be like, I don't want to just be the a Latinidad designer doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with writing a thousand games that are entirely about your de- your identity, right? No. Uh, it's just not what I want to do specifically for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we should probably wrap this episode up, I think. Yeah, probably. You really just uh, attacked me for like I just attacked minutes. you for like 45 and, uh, minutes, and I'm very sorry about that. Take it. I'm sorry, James. That's fine. Uh, I wanted if, to talk if about. If it helps um, at all, I attacked you for a while, and I, I also like made stray shots at other people. I wanted to spend some time talking about uh, exposing game mechanics and um, mm. Amar's great thread about uh, the D20 and the D100. Uh, oh God! And some James. dice. So you're making you're making me the bad guy even more <laughs> because that would have been like such an an important like interesting thing for us to go into in depth. And so That's we're okay. gonna have to come back. To we're that gonna come back to that. If you haven't, I'll I will still put the link to the oh, thread in the show notes. It is a great read. Amr does a lot of writing about dice mechanics and makes me think about math, and it hurts my brain. But it's it's very good. And if you are like like I I was thinking actually thinking about the game, I. I will say this of the thread. My game involves no dice. I learned things about my own game that I should be thinking about from this thread about <laughs> dice mechanics. Yeah. Amur is great. Uh, definitely give them a follow also because yes. they, they're they talking all of these like really interesting directions in game design and in even in game selling. Like yeah. I've I've been just tearing through all of their threads lately. All right. So... Let's let's wrap this thing up in that way that we do, where yeah. I tell you that you can find us together on Twitter, uh, together at Stop Back and Roll, or individually I am at End the Meltdowns, and I'm at B Leo and Gambetta. You can find uh, links to some of the games we've been working on in our episodes at www.stopbackandroll.com. You can send us emails at James or Brandon at stopbackandroll.com. Uh, if you like the podcast and would like to help other people find it, hop on iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Ratings and reviews help other people to find the show. And uh, another way to help people find the show is to tell a friend or uh, sneakily download it onto their phone. Yeah. Um, I will That's part say, of our copy, right? I, what? <laughs> sneakily downloading it onto people's phone is part of our copy, right? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's totally okay. legal, too. Um, Definitely. I will say, I, ha- I think that... Uh, the the like rate and reviewer podcast has been a long part of our our outro and part yeah. of everybody's outro because everyone always says go rate and review people's podcasts. I'm not convinced that it actually helps all that much, um, but you know what does help is telling people about your our podcast. Yeah, uh, word of mouth is way stronger than any review. 
um, and our community is full of uh, is a small one, but full of great people um, who talk about their game design, who yell at us when we go too long, uh, who yell at us when we go too short, who uh, offer to <laughs> record episodes for us when we miss episodes, which is wild and has that happened. Is, that absolutely um, is, and and just uh, being part of the community and supporting us is really what's what's helpful. Um, yeah, we make this podcast. With the support of our Patreon backers, and we want to welcome a brand new backer, Brian Barlett, as well as thank some of our old favorites, like Oliver Perks, Richard Crutzlandry, Matthew Marquez, C. Perrin, uh, Jimmy Rogers, Hella Drawings, Finn, and Thomas. If you'd like to help support the show and future shows, check us out at patreon.com slash stophackandroll. Another way you can support us as a network and us as designers and people and everything like that is to hop on our Discord, which is at discord.com slash SHR. That's not right. Tinyworld.com slash SHR Discord or discord.stopbackandroll.com. And check out the other one, too, just to see if it goes anywhere. Uh, no guarantees. <laughs> um I w- speaking, don't go there. I have no clue. <laughs> speaking of uh, the Patreon a little bit, we are now, we, we'd waffled around 150 for a while. We are now solidly over 150, which means we really need to seriously do this live show. Let's do um, it. Probably not the next one, because I think our next episode will be our Metatopia, Metatopia recap rap. show. I think I have finally figured out a way for us to record a show on the car ride home from Metatopia, which <laughs> is a little bit unsafe, and I think will make the episode so much better. There is one possible problem that I don't know if we're driving down together. That's fair. Because I don't know if I'm going to be there the whole weekend. I think right, there's a possibility fair. I'll just be there for one day. Well, either way, th- maybe you so can maybe, call me on Zoom and we'll I'll record call you it on Zoom. Yeah, on Zoom. <laughs> I can Zoom from my phone. Um, it's actually not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Anyway, yeah. the next episode will be about will be the Metatopia episode, um, where we talk about the games we saw, the mechanics we learned about, the things we did, check in with the community, check in with game design. Um, if we don't record it there or on a car ride home, maybe that will be our live <laughs> episode. That'll be a fun episode to do live. That would be. I might also see about. I think I'm going to bring my. I am going to bring my phone because, of course, I am. Yeah. Uh, but I might see about doing some little video work at oh, Metatopia cool. also. So there might be some, some little wrap up stuff from that as well. Yeah. Excellent. Um. So, as you are prepping your game to bring to Metatopia, don't let Brandon tell you that you've been playtesting <laughs> everything wrong. <laughs> and don't forget to stop, <laughs> hack, and roll.